I had once really enjoyed working at Michael's, an arts and crafts store, but that was probably because I wasn't just a cashier. I was also the classroom instructor, and as much as I cherished it, I had to leave my dream job. Didn't know they had crafting classes? It's not surprising. Few people do if they aren't active moms with young kids, single dads looking for a cheap thing to do with their energetic brats, or grandparents trying to make memories while they can. On weekends, the store would have four hours of crafting classes, two classes, each of which were two hours, and taught by me. Most of the other employees wouldn't set foot in the classroom, but I had a lot of fun in there and taught them how to do so many neat new crafts. I learned how to do calligraphy. I got to use paints I would have never been able to reasonably afford. And sometimes I was really lucky and I even earned some tips. The most popular kids class I had was the slime classes. If you're looking for an ideal recipe, Elmer's glue, generic contact solution, and baking soda. For color, use regular acrylic paint or food coloring. If you have sensitive skin or want to add a pleasant smell, I recommend a little aloe vera shaving cream. You'll thank me later. It feels like a wet cloud. The parents would buy one plastic jar for their kids and then drop them off with me to participate in the activity. I would make a big batch of slime, roughly two gallons of Elmer's glue worth, then get out my fun buckets. They were just several big buckets of fun stuff for the kids to mix into their handfuls of slime they would receive to make it more beautiful. Pom-pom balls, googly eyes, sequins, pony beads, tiny rubber animals. If you can name it, I probably had it neatly organized to add once they got to the class. I would hand out reusable plates that the kids would use to carry their slime and add in their little trinkets. I had one rule in my class that was a little controversial for a craft store. You have to be at least 14 to handle glitter. I don't tell kids I have glitter at all, so I usually wait until a parent requests it to bring it out, and even then I don't let the kids touch it. I've seen too many brats unscrew the caps and just dump it onto the very hard-to-clean hardwood. I even had a mom once throw the whole bucket just because I told her that her daughters were too young to handle it. After that, I began telling parents that loose micro-glitter was a choking hazard for children with respiratory issues and most backed off about my one stupid rule. Thankfully, my manager would always back me up if someone took offense. I would be the one cleaning it up, after all. The day I was forced to quit, I made double the slime I usually do, because I was expecting a pretty large class that day. I had decided to add glitter to this batch instead of paint or food coloring, so it would sort of look iridescent in the glorified clear glue. I had a big white cabinet full of supplies that was ready to be used, and glitter was on the bottom shelf. It had actually been a few weeks since the last time I had laid eyes on it. I pulled it out, set the glitter on one of the tables, but stopped before opening it. The handles and top of the container was covered in a dark, faded purple goo 
that had an odor so atrocious, I didn't know how to describe it at first. It was like sweet, rotten butt juice stirred with curdled ice cream that sat for days in the sun. I gagged and immediately washed my hands once the smell hit me. I knew exactly what it was. For a short while, we sold these colorful pails of pre-made slime in the store, and they were popular at first. I hated these slime pails as a slime snob and an employee. They were overpriced, the slime was too sticky with the consistency of jello, it wouldn't come out of the clothes or carpet, and kids broke the buckets all the time, so there was always more gross slime for me to clean up in the kids' section. I was so glad when the last few buckets were bought and broken, thinking I would never have to see it again. But then parents began complaining about the awful smell the gunk would produce days later. We were flooded with returns that we had to turn away. Once it was opened, there's nothing we can do, was what we were told by our managers. I remember thinking it was weird that there wasn't a massive recall. Those buckets weren't nearly as strong smelling as the stuff on the glitter bucket now, though. I couldn't help being pissed once I found the broken purple pail hidden in the cabinet with a leak the size of a golf ball that had poured all over the watercolors, glue sticks, and most of all, the glitter container. I trashed the ruined paints and glitter, then scooped what I could off the glitter lid into the trash and was about to scrub it when I noticed there was even slime on the inside of the container. I should have just thrown the whole thing away, but I wanted to see if there was anything I could salvage. Waste not, want not, right? I popped open the container to see about 20 different bottles of glitter all covered in the stinking goo, but were otherwise sealed and untouched on the inside. I began taking them out one at a time to clean in the sink, hoping I would be done before my class arrived. When I picked up one of the bigger containers, the glitter poured out of a hole in the side. The hole was crusted with the purple stuff, like it was a super acid that had dripped into one spot. I wafted a bit of the air above it to my face, and it nearly stunk more than the goop. I shook my head, thinking a rat or something got into that container mistaking it for food, and trashed it like the other ruined supplies. I returned to the bucket, washing more glitter tubes when I felt a sudden, sharp pain in my hand. I swore loudly and jerked it back to see a bloody, tic-tac-sized bite taken out of my skin, right below my ring finger on the back of my palm. I swung my face over to the box again, wishing I had just run out for help right then. Backed against a row of glitter was the most disgusting creature I'd ever seen, completely alien to me and shrieking like it was about to go into battle. I can only describe it as being like an inky black flesh-covered spider with infected tumors growing all over its body. Its veins bulged out like the thing's skin was too tight and thin. The face didn't have as many growths as the body, but it was just as repulsive. Yet it was still covered in gold glitter, which made it less intimidating for a fraction of a second. Four glowing yellow eyes stared into mine as it shrieked a second time, revealing two sets of teeth that worked independently of each other past its lips surrounded by thin whiskers. I wanted to vomit just looking at it, but I wouldn't have the chance. It flung its pulsating body from the confines of the box at me with a third cry, landing on my shoe. I screamed as it crawled up my pant leg and smacked it away with my good hand, but that thing was fast. 
I tried to stomp on it, but it would outrun me or jump out of the way at the last second every time. I grabbed the lid from the bucket and tried to smash it with more surface area, but that was a big mistake. It jumped on top of the lid and then at my face. I put my arm up just in time to stop it, but it didn't care. It latched onto my arm with more strength than I would have assumed it had. It bit at my arm much like my hand, except it was more than once. I was screaming and hitting it against the wall and counter, trying to get it off. But suddenly it dove into the crevice it made and disappeared under my skin. I freaked out. I howled like a banshee, punching the wound and smashing it against everything in sight before I remembered the utility knife. I ran to the white cabinet and without a second thought began stabbing at my arm with it. I could still feel it moving around inside my arm, pulsing and wriggling even as my coworkers rushed in to stop me from mutilating myself. I told them about the thing being in my arm. I begged them to believe me, but nobody did. I've had a history of suicidal tendencies, so when one of my close friends that worked there told my managers about my previous attempts, I wasn't too shocked when they didn't believe me. They thought I just had a breakdown because I was angry about the mess the old slime made and tried to take my own life at work, but thankfully failed. They didn't even offer to call an ambulance, but they did offer me the weekend off to recover. My manager said he couldn't wait to see me back to my usual self in the classroom. It's been three weeks and I haven't gone back even to pick up my paycheck. Not because I'm scared or anything, but because my coworkers don't deserve to see what I've had to do to myself. The thing stayed snugly tucked inside my lower forearm for days, like it was hibernating inside of me all while feeding off my nutrients like a parasite. It was a pain I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, literally being eaten from the inside. The wounds it had inflicted began to fester and turn gray, black and then purplish before the bumps started to develop. They were like pus-filled sacks the size of dimes, and I didn't want to rupture them, but eventually they were oozing out that disgusting goop. The tang of my rotting flesh, the smell the creature naturally emitted, was the most hideous aroma I could fathom, and it made me vomit when I breathed with my mouth. I can only think of equating it to decay. I couldn't keep anything down unless it was sugar water or bread. I knew I was getting weaker and weaker as the thing grew stronger. When I began having trouble walking was around the time that I came to the conclusion amputation was my only option. Your arm can't hurt if it's not attached after all. Besides, I figured I'd rather take my chances with blood loss than live with this freaky thing I can't even explain any longer. After the arm was finally off, I wrapped it in a garbage bag and stuck it in the freezer until I could figure out what the hell to do with it. I'm getting too dizzy to go on now, and I think I need to redo the stitches I gave my stump. Too bad sewing is one of the crafts I was never good at, and it's even harder with only one hand. <laughs>